is Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately pumping. Begins, look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated pumping. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see you at Full House and it rocking. Action and reaction. This is a huge football club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing. So really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage, but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. A chance to record back-to-back victories went begging in midweek as Pompey were stopped in their tracks by the Rockin' Robins. Loose in the area, danger here for Portsmouth, and the shot's into the net, and Cheltenham have scored. Portsmouth didn't switch on from the long throw, and after six minutes, it's Portsmouth nil, Cheltenham won. Although Rico Hackett was on hand to ensure the Blues extended their unbeaten run to three games. And Romo's cross should be Flinders, who punches it. Hackett, has he put it in? He has! Leveled things up. Rico Hackett bullied it straight into the ground and it found its way into the back of the net. Ports of the one, Cheltenham one. On tonight's show, we'll be hearing the post-match thoughts of Danny Cowley. We have to start games better. If you want to win games, we have to play for 90 minutes. And at the moment, we're playing in parts, but that's not enough. And we'll also turn our focus to this weekend's FA Cup action. The Blues head coach also discusses tomorrow's opponents at Fratton Park. Harrow Borough will have our complete respect. We're so focused on this game. We really want to win the game. We're going to work exceptionally hard in the lead-up to it to give ourselves the very best chance. We've got so, so much to get through here tonight on Express FM. So without any further hesitation, a very good evening. And thanks for joining us here on the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and once again, welcome along to another episode of the Football Hour here on Express FM. I'm here twice a week, every week, to review and preview every Blues match day with the help of two different Pompey supporters every show. Tonight, we have got two more waiting in the wings and ready to get their thoughts across. But we are also after you back home to get in touch as well with all of your questions, concerns and predictions too. Has Rico Hackett proven to you that he can be the player to fill, to fill Pompey's number 10 role this season? What did you make of the Blues' performance in midweek? And how many changes would you like to see Danny Cowley make for tomorrow's visit of Harrow Borough in the FA Cup? Should Pompey go strong or make a handful of changes for this weekend's first round tie at PO4? Get in touch with us between now and seven. It is really easy. You can either text your name and message starting with the word express to 81400. You can email Pompey at expressfm.com include at expressfm on twitter or head on over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey live we'll come on to preview this weekend's FA Cup action a little later on but first we're going to react to Tuesday night's League One fixture under the lights of Fratton Park the Blues had the chance to record back-to-back victories for the first time since August the 17th but League Two champions Cheltenham Town stood firm in their way Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham with the commentary in midweek. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoots and scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scores! This is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. The nights are drawing in, the temperatures are dropping. It certainly doesn't feel like August. And that was the last time that Portsmouth secured back-to-back League One victory as we're ready to get this game underway. Long, loops one towards the near post. Ragged nods it down, loose in the area. Danger here for Portsmouth and the shot's into the net and Cheltenham have scored and they take the lead and Portsmouth didn't switch on from the long throw and Lewis Freestone has scored his first senior goal and after six minutes, it's Portsmouth nil, Cheltenham one. Out to Harness on the right wing. Can he get the cross? And he can. It's a good one. And it's just beyond Marquis. And it's behind for a corner. Lifted into the penalty area. Hackett's header. And he's put it wide and made a bit of a mess of a decent chance. Still 1-0 Cheltenham. Good run from Lewis Thompson into the Cheltenham penalty area for Pompey. Shot on goal. And Flinders claws it over the bar for a Pompey corner. Well, now Harness looks for Romeo. Down to the dead ball line. And Romeo's cross should be Flinders. Who punches it. Hackett. Has he put it in? 
Rico Hackett, he volleyed it straight into the ground and then almost in slow motion, it just looped over the Cheltenham defenders in the six yard box and it found its way into the back of the net. Port to the one, Cheltenham one. Harness, early ball to the far post. Curtis is arriving and he's headed just wide. It's going to be a right-footed outswing in corner to come with disease to deliver. Curtis is free at the near post. This one goes towards the far post. Raggett the target, Raggett's header. Clawed away by Flinders. Back to Aziz, back in the area. Curtis back to goal. Can he lay it off for someone? For Harness, drilled across. Cheltenham half clear in the... Curtis is shot, it's blocked. Still there, Ogilvy hits it, blocked. Somehow, Cheltenham's goal remains intact. A few boos after the final whistle here at Fratton Park where Portsmouth have failed to make it back-to-back home wins they've been held to a one-all draw by Cheltenham Town Every second of the action is right here This is 93.7 Express FM Pompey Live The highlights there from midweek as Pompey were held to a one-all draw at home to Cheltenham Town at Fratton Park Other results in League One uh, on Tuesday night then Charlton Athletic they also drew uh, drew one-all with Rotherham United It finished Crew 1 Doncaster 1 Wigan Athletic they beat Fleetwood Town by three goals to two away from home and incredible comeback from 2-0 down Cambridge they beat Morecambe 2-0 away from home Sheffield Wednesday were 3-0 victors over Sunderland who I believe recorded a third consecutive defeat and Wickham Wanderers they were defeated by four goals to one to Ipswich Town so where does that leave the League One table then Wigan they are top on 34 points after 16 matches with Plymouth Argyle in second making up the automatic promotion stages at this early stage of the campaign Rotherham Wickham Sunderland and Oxford in the playoffs pretty much like you were uh, on Monday evening following the weekend's action the bottom four Shrewsbury Fleetwood Doncaster and Crew Alexandra at rock bottom with only one win to their name Pompey move up to 14th in the table a little bit of a jump for the Blues but still seven points between them and the top six okay let's welcome on my two guests for tonight's discussion and I am uh, very pleased to say that joining us uh, I believe for the first time this season all the way up uh, from Sterling in Scotland is Pompey fan and you'll you'll recognise the name you'll recognise the voice Ivan Prefero Ivan fantastic to have you on mate Good evening, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Really, really pleased to have you back on the show. And alongside you this evening, we've got the man himself, Tom Chappell from 4 0, written all over it. I don't have the tune tonight, mate. We don't have the tune. We'll let you off for that one. We'll let you off. (laughs) But um, look, Tom, it wasn't quite 4 0 on Tuesday night. Far from it. Far from it. Far from it. Far from it. Your assessment of the match? Um, Poor in a lot of places. Um, I thought. For probably most of of the game, we we didn't look like we had an identity about us. We we looked quite lost, um, and and that sort of fits with the opinion that's developed among Pompey fans or some Pompey fans over the last couple of weeks that that this team does lack that identity and does does lack a direction and it doesn't look like we have any ideas. I think that was especially evident when we gone one nil down early doors and for most of that first half, Fratton Park wasn't a very nice place to be. It's a good job that we did get that equaliser. And then second half, I thought we were much better and we probably should have come away with a little bit more than a draw and, and perhaps um, all three points, could, you could argue, would be deserved to be ours. And, and we, we looked like scoring. We didn't. Um, but it is something to build on and there were positives to take, but also a lot of negatives. But in in no way, shape or form did we head in the wrong direction on Tuesday. I think we, we definitely made headway, albeit quite little headway, but yeah. we, we made it nonetheless. I think that is probably the the most important factor, Ivan. Whilst you know it, it was only a, a draw in midweek, not quite the three points we were after. As Tom rightfully mentions, it, it is a step in the right direction. The foundations are st- still being laid within this team. Obviously, people have their opinions on on the the quality in the squad and, and maybe their their own opinions on the manager too. But we are getting there. It's just going to be a slow process. It's not nice to to see unfold if it is going to be this slow, but we're getting there we are trying to I don't want to use the word gel but gel this team I guess yeah I mean I mean absolutely I think just looking at the stats alone as well I mean you know the the stats are there to be you know you can take some positives I mean there's what we took 16 shots and had okay only six on target but to take 16 shots proves you know you're doing something um 
I guess we're, we'll get into this, but it's just frustrating to concede such an early goal, and that will put you on the back foot naturally anyway, no matter what you prepare for. You know, if you're going to concede that early, you're you're immediately going to be down a bit. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into <laughs> the specific reasons as to why in a minute, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it was crucial we didn't lose, I think. Yeah. Let's go over that goal then, Tom. Um, six minutes on the clock, Pompey found themselves a goal behind to Cheltenham Town, and even considering the recent form, I still think it came as a bit of a shock uh, to the Fratton faithful after that win over Bolton at the weekend. Many believing this would be uh, an even bigger step in the right, the right direction, a chance to record back-to-back wins for the first time since mid-August, the only time we've done that this season. Unfortunate. I mean, you could see Rico Hackett try to clear the ball, hit the wrong part of his foot, and just fell very, very kindly to Luke Freestone. Questionable defending. Without a doubt, we, we've it been is. we've been asking questions of our defence all For season, so haven't we, Jake? Yeah. yeah, but and and it's it's also quite unfortunate that it's gone under Gavin Bazunu, which is quite mm. a rare occurrence for us, and it hasn't. I can't really remember it happening too much so far this season. Uh, yeah, it's it's really unfortunate, and and I think we'll probably hear him say it in a minute. But Danny Cowley mentioned after the game on Tuesday that. You know, it, it's it's not even a really long throw, and and it, yes, and it's it's poor defensively to, to to consider from from that point of view, and and we 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 must we we should have done better, and 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 that's what Danny will have been saying after the game, and yeah, and 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 it's it shows that we we did have that character to come back from such, an, and it's probably quite good that it came at the time that it did. It's never a good time to score uh, to concede, sorry, is it? But it it gives you plenty of time to to rebuild and, and go again and try and find an equaliser and then a winner we found the equaliser and, and unfortunately we didn't find the winner Rico Hackett uh, not not to blame for that for that opening goal Ivan but certainly a, a big part in it made amends with a, a fantastic strike later in the half uh, the, the volley uh, which I thought went straight in from my view in the, the South Stand press box I had a pillar in the way I didn't actually realise but it hit the ground before going into the back of the net until after the match so there was me thinking that Rico Hackett had scored a, an absolute worldie <laughs> nonetheless it's not a bad finish the question is did he mean to do it? I think regardless of how well uh, the goal was actually taken I think it says a lot about his character I mean he's still a young mm. lad um, and you know you know, it's, it's sad to say but he, you know you could argue he was most at fault for the first goal we conceded um, for, for him then to be so composed and finish and get the equaliser there, I think it does say a lot about him. I think, you know, um, he, since he's come in the team as that sort of number 10 role drifting behind, I think he's actually affected the game a lot a lot better than maybe a lot of other midfielders so far. Um, his creativity is really shining for me. So, yeah, I think I think he's a real... They, they, I don't know if I'm going to be too negative compared to you two. I think I probably did see more negatives than positives for me, but I think looking at that performance he's definitely one of the few positives it's difficult isn't it Tom considering the run that Pompey have been on as much as there are the foundations that have been laid and we can see the potential within this team the fact still remains two wins in 15 still 14th from the table long way to go don't get me wrong this is what many have built as a transition season a lot of people will also say that it's early doors fans will have their opinions that is absolutely fair enough but you want to see more of a fighting spirit. We say this every single week. Fighting spirit, character within the team. We saw a, a vast improvement on that at Accrington in that two-all draw. A game we again probably deserve to win. Bolton last week wasn't the most convincing of performances, but we saw the, the fight back within the team to, to secure and, and, and see out the win. Did you see much of that again on Tuesday night? As much as maybe the performance wasn't quite the level we expected, was the effort there at least? Yeah, the effort was there, and we saw glimmers of of the performances that that we've been that we've been putting in in, in the last couple of weeks. I, I, I wanted to go a little bit further back actually, and say that it's really easy to get wound up by, you know, the metric that we've only won a handful of games in our opening sort of sixteen games quarter of the season. But if you look at the league table, we've drawn as many as we've won, and we've lost one more than that. So it's kind of, it, and and it makes for and it adds up to and quite rightly so a, a mid table position at, at that moment at this moment in time, and and it means that our starts the season's been just in to the likes of Burton Albion and Accrington Stanley I mean no disrespect to you know their brilliantly managed football clubs Hasselbank John Coleman um, but they're, they're two sides that you'd expect to be middle of the park in the league not 
Portsmouth Football Club. So, and and if I could go back as far as the Plymouth game, Jake, that was a game where John Marquis missed a chance that was just as scorable as Carl Vassell did on Tuesday night. They literally, it's it's the other side of the penalty area, um, and and that's happened time and again. And and this is the reason why so many people across Facebook, across Twitter, here on the radio, and uh, have said that that Marquis has had his chance to prove that he can be a prolific striker that plays for Portsmouth with an element of potency let's say Marquis or whoever is up top playing for us whether whether it, whoever's in the number nine position converts five more goals that he's already done so since last season let's say he scores against Accrington as, as you mentioned just then that chance at home to Plymouth he nods in the header at the valley and then all of a sudden Pompey have 10 points more than they do right now and we're in the mix for third or fourth and I know that's that isn't it's easy to sit here and say that but everyone can can recall several truly game-defining moments that just haven't quite gone our way, and that's totally where I'm. I agree with the opinion that you know this team looked like at a point they they do lack that that direction, and our our response to going a goal down is improving. And I think that's one of the positives that we can take is that we're not going a goal down, and then the game's away from us, which is what it was in the last couple of weeks. At least we've seen some a serious fight back at Accrington less so in, at Charlton because we didn't go on and, and, and score another one but it, it, it's there and, and as you said at the top of the show it, it's getting there and it needs time puts it into perspective actually when you hear Tom mentioning the, the, the kind of stats that he's mentioning there and the, the points Pompey could have in retrospect if you know, certain things have gone our way you know, just certain little moments in, in, in different games this season Ivan potentially on 30 points that would put us right in the mix up to fit a fifth in the table in the hunt for promotion just goes to show at this early stage of the campaign in particular, how big these fine margins can affect not just Pompey, any team in the divisions in the division. So yeah, you can have your opinion on, on how the blues are playing, on the character within the team, the mentality, anything like that. The fact of the matter is, like Tom rightfully said there, you put away these these chances here and there, you, you, you take that dodgy decision, whatever, that stroke of fortune from this team, stroke of unluckiness for here and there it's a different ball game yeah I think I think Tom's hit the nail on the head to be honest regarding Marquis I mean yeah if if he dispatches those goals we're you know if a lot more elevated up the table but uh, I think it comes down to whether the manager maybe backs an alternative striker I mean I, I don't know I know George Hurst came on uh, later in the game I don't know how much there's reports that maybe he he doesn't fancy him and that they you know he might get recorded or, you know all the rest of it I think the interesting thing for me was obviously so as, as you alluded to at the start of the program Jake, I'm up here in Scotland so I'm subjecting all my housemates this year to Portsmouth Football Club <laughs> and our <laughs> and our performances and and the thing that struck me most was when I was um, watching this game with them that they, they did point out that you know we seeming to bypass the midfield quite a lot and I said I you know and I don't know whether this is more the fact that maybe we were a little bit perhaps sick of Jacket by the end of his tenure but that was often uh, a criticism of him that, you know, we were sort of playing this hoof ball and, you know, maybe uh, I think certainly we're going wide quite a lot. I mean, Curtis, I thought, put some wonderful crosses in um, that just, just weren't met. Um, certainly there was one on the 50th minute that I thought was, you know, that uh, I think came from the free kick um, and just completely went over one's head. No one really challenged for it. Um, and for me on paper, I think this is arguably the best midfield and the most, the biggest depth we've got in midfield for me and the quality that we've had since being in league one. Um, but it, but I don't know, the ball just doesn't seem to be going through the middle. And mm. I don't know how much then that affects your strikers up top. Okay. Uh, Ivan, Tom, thank you both very much uh, for your input so far. We've heard from you two lads, uh, at this uh, third way mark of the show here tonight. But very soon, we're also going to hear what the gaffer had to say about Tuesday's game. Danny Cowley's post-match reaction is coming up in part two. I thought, to be fair, we responded. It took us a little bit of time, but we did respond and then we got the goal back. I thought second half, there was a lot of effort, play with an intensity and an energy. I thought we created some good moments, but we lacked the quality to earn the three points. Stay tuned here to the Football Hour for even more Pompey discussion. You're listening to the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back here to the only radio station proud to be passionately Pompey. You're listening to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM where I'm tonight joined by Ivan Prefero and Tom Chappell to review the events of Tuesday's one-all draw with Cheltenham as well as to later on preview this weekend's FA Cup 
action. Got a couple of emails to read out before we get back to uh, Tom and Ivan. Alan Swift, who says, I hope Danny Carley puts out his strongest team for tomorrow. Rico seems to add something, but I think the others should do a lot more. The front four, excluding Rico, were the failed attack under Kenny Jacket and should have been a priority for Danny Carley to address, but he did zero. I thought his uh, restructured central midfield would have answered the problem somewhat, but that has really failed big time. I mean, 14 new additions and no improvement. In fact, a drop in overall quality. Another big overhaul is probably needed in January, with the squad budget required to be upgraded to a decent level. A win tomorrow is imperative, but uh, what team is Danny putting out? Playing fringe players? Uh, Early days, I think an early bath is in order. Realistically, again, says Alan in Southsea. Just want to get your thoughts, Ivan, on the the comment within that email, probably slap bang in the middle there, where Alan mentions the, the change to Pompey's midfield, assuming Alan is referencing the Joe Morrell Louis Thompson partnership. Is it, in your opinion, too early to say that they failed? I think so, yeah. Um, because as, as I said to you just before the break, I don't actually know if they're being utilised um, along along the ground, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I think every time they've played, I mean, I thought Thompson actually was one of our better players um, against Cheltenham. So I, I think, yeah, what concerns me a little bit, oh, I think Williams has looked off the pace when he's come in. So that's, you know, and that's a, some depth that I think we possibly relied on maybe more, I don't know, maybe for his leadership values, you know, um, the kind of experienced veteran he is. Um, but I think, no, I think it's too early to to just write off this midfield. As you just said as well, I mean, we've had a lot of new signings come through the door, you know, and we've got a relatively new manager come through the door as well. So I think these things do take time and it it is frustrating. It is frustrating. And I know people can point to sides like Ipswich and, you know, that have spent a lot of money that have got, also got a lot of, uh, a, a lot of players through the door and are higher up on the table. But it, it just depends how much you want to trust, trust the manager, I guess. How many transfer windows, Tom? do you think it's going to take for Danny and Nicky Cowley to get, not the perfect team, no team's perfect, but the team that will be good enough to challenge for promotion next season? If we're going by August, it's going to take us quite a few, isn't it, Jake? I mean, it was it was underwhelming, to say to say the least, in the end, and, and we didn't know it at the time, perhaps, and, you know, you, you, you think about all these recruits, and, and I'm only really thinking Louis Thompson, Joe Morrell... Miguel Aziz you know there's only a couple of names out of those that have really put their made their mark on this Pompey team at this moment in time um but yeah I mean it's gonna it's gonna take quite a while and it's so imperative to remember that it's all a work in progress and and for me I, I might not speak on behalf of the majority of Pompey fans but Danny to me is proven by his actions his words what he says to the media what he says to you guys what what he does with his players and and it, it it's it's clear in his mind that he's got a strategy he knows the pitfalls and he identifies them on a regular basis he he needs the backing of course he does any manager does and we want to be competitive and we want a squad that is going to not just beat the, the the lesser teams well I know there's no lesser teams in League One because you never know what what it's gonna what it's gonna bring you but you, you want to be able to be competitive against Ipswich Town you don't want to lose four 0 at home and be embarrassed by it as we were at the time so I mean and I'm certain it will come and and what for whatever reason those ideas that that Danny's implemented aren't quite evident 100 percent of the time on the pitch but it will come and we've got to allow Danny the space the transfer windows and the time in order for him to do so. 81400 is the number to text if you want to add anything from back home be sure to start your messages with the word express and include your name at the end as well you can email pompey at expressfm.com include at expressfm in your tweets or you can visit facebook.com forward slash pompey live got another email here uh, from dave Byrne, who says good evening jake and co i'm afraid but tuesday night was uh, another step backwards in my opinion we looked okay in phases and in morel thompson and romeo we had three players who had the quality to at least keep us in the game. I cannot criticise Rico too much because he is at least showing improvement and I'd certainly look more at Lee Brown's role in the opening goal rather than Rico's. To allow a player to turn like that uh, an old steam engine and get a shot away was scandalous. Uh, scandalous, sorry. For long periods in the game, the visitors moved the ball better than we did and looked more like the home side, which is unacceptable. Quite a few of their players looked technically more proficient. I don't care if Cheltenham or Cambridge and others are decent sides at the moment, Dave says. 
It is about Pompey, the team we support and we have done for years and will continue to do so. It is also uh, not a case of expecting easy games because there are not any, but I do expect to see us control matches better and sometimes dominate games in League One, almost uh, always at home and often away from home. I want to see more quality with our first touch, our passing, our shooting, our final ball, our defending and our pressing. You don't want a lot, do you, Dave? <laughs> None of this is unreasonable because many opposing teams have already displayed these attributes at Fratton Park this season. I do expect us to have players that are better than most clubs and at least as good as the others in this league. So unless we allow hard work to beat talent due to a lack of effort and application on our part, then we must surely win a lot more than we lose. Settling for anything, le anything less will see standards slip even further than may already have uh, withdraws against Doncaster, Accrington, Plymouth and Cheltenham will eventually become more and more acceptable. To succeed in League One, we have to raise the bar significantly from where we have allowed it to fall. A very long, but a very passionate email from our, uh, from Dave in, in list there, Ivan. Uh, and you've got to say, you know, that, that comes right from the heart of a Pompey fan because as much as we might settle for the fact that this is going to be a difficult season. Promotion might not be the end result come the end of the campaign, but you just want Pompey to be the best that they can and we want to see that effort, we want to see that commitment, we want to see Pompey being the best team in this division. We don't want to be playing home games against again, no disrespect to the likes of Cheltenham, Accrington, Stanley, Doncaster who are you know, doing really bad this season and, and, and accept points. You know, these are games we've got to be winning at the end of the day. Five years in League One, there's got to come a point where we say, no, why can't we be the team to beat for once? Absolutely. I think I think he's dead right in pretty much everything he said. I mean, it's asking for a lot, granted, but I mean, you know, he's right. Um, but oh, I don't, again, it's it's one of those things. And like, I think Tom was Tom was right earlier, and he said like the way in which Scowley comes out, and you know, it's so much more positive than you know than we had before. You know, he he does say the right things, and you know, and that is that is really encouraging to for Pompey fans. However, we still have the same problems we, we had before, so. I don't know whether we're maybe a little bit more blinded to the fact that, you know, he, he maybe says the right things and, you know, and it's a direction we want to go in. And I know you can point to transfers that maybe he wasn't as backed as heavily as possibly he, he should have been or wanted to be. Um, but fundamentally, you know, we're still very leaky defensively. We are, we are not connect, connecting our midfield to our, our attackers and crucially, we're not scoring those goals. And, I, I don't really see a huge change, to be honest with you, um, from what we had. And just a just a quick one as well, mm. Aziz. I don't really understand why he hasn't got more game time for me because he came on and um, he, you know, he was quite positive uh, from my point of view. You know, he he took a shot, <laughs> it was on target. You know, like I, I don't understand why you bring a player like that in and is not getting the game time. I guess. Okay, uh, let's hear from uh, Danny Cowley now. He caught up with Ollie Marsh after the full-time whistle on Tuesday night and he opened by talking about his feelings on taking just a point from the game. We wanted all three. That was the ambition at the beginning of the game. I thought we had a really difficult way in. Conceded just such a soft goal. We knew that they were a threat from long throws. It's not even a particularly long throw, to be honest. They've only got one point of reference, really. It goes into Pollock every time. Rags deals with the first. We don't have our feet ready to pick up the second. And then the ball bounces back into our area and we just don't react and stop the turn. And um, It's hard when you've been on a difficult run and you concede the first goal. I thought, to be fair, we responded. It took us a little bit of time, but we did respond. And then we got the goal back and you know we want to then go and try to push on and, and win the game and I thought second half there was a lot of effort player and intensity and an energy I thought we created some good moments but we lacked the quality to earn the three points Do you think that you deserve the three points though as you say in the second half you were creating chances and it seemed like you know it was a dominant display from you despite not being able to find the winner yeah, I think second half, yeah, we were the dominant team and we are the team that were most likely, but when you can see the really poor goal, you make the game much more difficult for yourself, particularly against a really hard-working, resolute Cheltenham team. You know, they're well-coached, they're well-organised. Last season, they consistently went a goal up and sharp, sharp. They then defend with a five um, and make it really difficult for you. So um, we have to start games better. And if you want to win games, we have to play for 90 minutes, and at the moment, we're playing in parts, but that's not enough. Um, just the two changes 
changes going into tonight with Louis Thompson and Joe Morrell coming into the side. Just talk us through those ones. Obviously, Ryan Tunnicliffe one was uh, was an injury. Yeah, Tunny um, has picked up a hamstring injury, and yeah, just to freshen it up really. Willow's 35 now, so it made sense to freshen it up in that area. Obviously, Joe didn't play on Saturday because he was feeling his groin was a little tight. So yeah, it was just for those reasons. And someone who got a good reception from the fans when they came on was Miguel Aziz. You get the sense that the supporters have been waiting to see him. How do you think he did when he came on? Yeah, I thought he did fine. We've been working up really hard behind the scenes with Miguel. You know, it's um, very different to the football that he knows. So he's just trying to understand the game at this level. There's obviously a lot more transitions and you have to make sure that you have the physicality and intensity against the ball. So yeah, he's been working really hard at his game in those areas and good on him. And I thought he came on today and had some bright moments. Danny Cowley there with his uh, post-match reaction in midweek and Tom, Danny Cowley mentioned him towards the end of that interview there. Ivan mentioned him just before the interview. Miguel Aziz, obviously a player with bags of potential. Arsenal highly rate him. Um, I know he's been compared to the likes of you know Emil Smith-Rowe who is now a, a first-team regular at the Emirates Stadium of course on loan at Huddersfield under Danny Cowley as well. So they trust the Cowleys to to you know, to bring up this youngster, but why is he not? Why is he not getting the game time, especially in the Pompey side of it, as in recent weeks been you know struggling to to create goal scoring opportunities. Yeah, I'm just as bemused as Ivan is. I think he's absolutely spot on when he asked the question why a young talent that's you know could potentially be the next big thing not playing regular Pompey games, especially when you think about how inconsistent we've been over the last couple of weeks in terms of you know it's not like we're boss in the league and he's a fringe player that we'd and there was an email actually that you read out earlier that said are we going to play the fringe player I don't think we've got any fringe players we're so light at the moment aren't we and and you know obviously we're all expecting Hurst to play in front of Mark Quist and we wouldn't have thought Ronan Curtis or Harness will be on the pitch on Saturday but and, and I'd, I'd really hope that Miguel Aziz is because I think he's you know we haven't seen enough of him to to reasonably formulate an opinion on on his capabilities all you need to do is look back on you know on his twitter page on on youtube on any clip of him to to see that he has got potential and he wouldn't be i know he's missed out on a call up this time round but he would, wouldn't be you know in in the england under 20 squad over the last um, last couple of international breaks for for no reason and he wouldn't be an arsenal youth product for no reason i think you know danny's probably got his reasons as to why he hasn't been utilizing him quite as much as we would hope to and we're still you know only what Unfortunately, we've still got quite a long way to go this season, haven't we? But you know, we're we're, we're all hoping that we're going to see more of Miguel Aziz, yeah. and, and I think that will hopefully be the case. Okay, then we are going to move the conversation a little bit further forward. Now we're going to stop talking about Tuesday night's one-all draw with Cheltenham. We're going to look forward, and we're going to talk about something a little bit more exciting. The FA Cup is back this weekend. The FA Cup is back. Really looking forward to a little bit of a break in the league. The most historic club competition in the world is returning this weekend. The first match uh, of the first round proper has taken place this evening between Sudbury and Colchester United. But the Blues, they've been drawn at home uh, to a team in the seventh tier of English football. The same division as our local side, Gosport Borough. Here now with a closer look at tomorrow afternoon's opponents is Connor Mosley here is Harrow Borough. FA Cup action is back this weekend and the Blues have received a home tie in the first round. Their opponents at PL4, 7th tier side, Harrow Borough. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Harrow Borough from northwest London playing the Southern League Premier South Division, the 7th level of English football, one tier below the National League South. To add a bit of context, this week's opposition compete in the same league as Gosport Borough. Danny Cowley heads into this clash with the expectation of taking his side comfortably into round two, but they'll take little confidence in the knowledge they've won just two of their last 15 matches in all competitions. Let's take a closer look now at this week's non-league opponents. Manager. Harrow Borough are managed by former Chipstead boss Steve Baker, who's been in charge since January of this year. Baker was appointed at Harrow having been in the dugout for the Chips for nearly eight years, replacing Dave Anderson at the Earlsmead Stadium. Throughout a respectable playing career in non-league, Baker represented the likes of Hayes, Yedding, Hendon and Egham Town, proving a pretty popular figure wherever he went. 
He also has quite a fair bit of managerial experience too, leading out St Albans City, Egham Town and Walton and Hersham, as well, of course, as the aforementioned Chipstead and now Harrow Borough. One to watch. This week, our one to watch is central midfielder Leo Donnellan. Donnellan has so far ran out on 10 occasions in the league for Harrow this season, though yet to find the back of the net has been an integral part of the side. The 23-year-old rejoined the borough back in August following a year-long spell with Finn Harps in the League of Ireland. He'd been without a club for seven months, having been released by the Harps back in January. Since coming through the youth ranks at Queen's Park Rangers in 2016, Donnellan has plied his trade for teams including Dagenham Redbridge, Hazen Yedding and Maidstone United. He's also the son of former Leighton Orient and Fulham midfielder Leo, from whom he continued the name and the brother of current Maidenhead United centre-back Sean Donnellan. Top scorer. Striker James Ewington is leading the way this season with five league goals under his belt. The 31-year-old formerly of Beaconsfield Town and Walton Casuals has netted those five from 13 appearances so far in the Southern League Premier South. He's also bagged seven FA Cup goals during Harrow's run through qualifying this season, only Sol Solomon of Jersey Bulls and Adam Boys of Mask United have managed more. Just behind Ewington in the league goal-scoring charts this season, we have 23-year-old midfielder Frank Cater, who's netted four, and 28-year-old midfielder George Moore, who's got three to his name this season. Current form. In the league, Steve Baker's side occupy fourth place and currently a place in the playoff positions with 24 points won from their opening 13 matches. Overall, their league record stands at eight wins, zero draws and five defeats, scoring 20 but conceding 13. Seven points separate the Borough from league leaders Farnborough, though second place Hazen Yedding, who remain undefeated, hold three games in hand and are creeping behind with just a three-point gap. Harrow's last five games have all ended in victory, with wins spanning across League, FA Cup and the FA Trophy 2. Their most recent success came over South Park in the trophy last Saturday, winning 1-0 away from home. To reach this stage of the FA Cup, they've had to fend off four different opponents through qualifying. Their run so far includes victories over Ramsgate, Welling United, Marlow and Chelmsford City. Can the Blues avoid potentially the biggest cup upset of the weekend? Or will Harrow be taking a place in round two for only the second time in the club's history? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Big thank you to Connor Mosley there for providing us a bit more in-depth analysis into tomorrow afternoon's opponents, Harrow Borough, uh, one of the uh, lowest ranked sides still in the competition. They make the journey down uh, from northwest London to Fratton Park. And I believe as Tom uh, pointed out to me earlier, they're, they're bringing around about 500 fans into the Milton End. So pretty decent effort for, for a club of that division, Pompey. There are still tickets available. I know there's a lot of Blues fans heading uh, to London for a different match. We'll come on to that in the next part of the show. And uh, when we do return, we'll also take a listen to the pre-match thoughts of Danny Carley. We've heard his post-match thoughts from Tuesday. We're going to hear his pre-match thoughts ahead of tomorrow afternoon's game. He talks us through tomorrow's opponents and how he plans to deal with them. We have total respect for Harrow Borough. I think Steve Baker's done a fantastic job there. They're on a really good run. We anticipate seeing the very, very best of Harrow Borough come Saturday and we know it will be a tough game. And I think we have to approach it and make sure we're meticulous with our preparation. Stick with us here on Express FM for part three and the conclusion of tonight's show. Do not go anywhere. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back for the final time tonight to the Express FM Football Hour. Still to come this evening, we're going to be hearing the pre-match thoughts of Blues boss Danny Cowley ahead of tomorrow's visit of uh, Harrow Borough to Fratton Park in the FA Cup first round. We'll come on to him in just a few moments' time. We're also going to be hearing from Henry Deacon, who we're going to call up in around about 10 minutes to uh, to preview the Haven to Waterlooville's big FA Cup match this weekend. They're away to Charlton Athletic. We'll give Hen us a call very, very soon. I'm going to bring um, Ivan back into the conversation. Ivan, it feels like quite a while since we heard from you, actually. We've had a few uh, few bits of audio uh, to play in the last part of the show. You, you still there? You still, still awake? I'm still raring to go, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> so we're going to come into a little bit more detail now about tomorrow's opponents, Harrow Borough, Ivan. 
look, Pompey, we mentioned the run that the Blues have been on in the last 15 matches, two wins from those games, although technically now unbeaten in the last three. Looking for a performance tomorrow, obviously, but we say it week in, week out in terms of the league, in terms of is a win needed this week, is a win needed this week. A victory tomorrow against one of the lowest ranked sides in the division, surely it's got to be a bare minimum. I think it's I think it's absolutely crucial to be perfectly honest with you, and I know people will point to it being you know an early round of the FA Cup and uh, you know a lower base team and low, lower league, but I think you only really rotate your squad um, if it's if it's going well, and it's for me it's not. I think at the moment it's a good opportunity to get some confidence back in the team. Um, you know, it'd be it'd be really good to put out. I'm not saying an exact eleven because um, I think there are some players that really deserve some game time. Um, you know, and and it's their opportunity to prove that they might be able to you know make a place in the side. But I think we do put a strong team out, um, and I think we really go for it because you know if we can net a couple goals, if we it'd be lovely to keep a clean sheet um, as well. Um, but I mean, if we can get those kind of positives back in the team, I think this is a huge huge opportunity to do so. Mm. OK, let's hear the uh, pre-match thoughts of the gaffer now, shall we? He caught up with Ollie Marsh at the Blues training ground yesterday afternoon. Well, Danny, obviously the FA Cup at the weekend, a competition that you must really love. Yeah, absolutely. Greatest cup competition in the world. Cup competition that's been really good to us, certainly as a manager at Concord Rangers and then at Lincoln City. And yeah, just uh, an opportunity for us to have a really successful cup run. How does it feel with the shoe being on the other foot? You've obviously been the giant killers in the past and now you're the giants who want to be killed. Yeah, well, we have total respect for Harrow Borough. I think Steve Baker's done a fantastic job there. Won their last six games, I think kept four clean sheets in the last four games. They're on a really good run. We anticipate seeing the very, very best of Harrow Borough come Saturday and we know it will be a tough game And for us. I think we have to approach it and make sure we're meticulous with our preparation. We have to bring a real determination and intensity to our game and also a humility. And of course, they hail from the seventh tier, which is a level that you've managed at before. Does that mean that you'll probably know a little bit about what they're about already? Yeah, well, we know Harrowborough well. I've played against them a number of times as a player and managed against them as well. Nicky scored a few goals against them, which he's been telling the boys about this week. I think he's putting his hand up to play, certainly. And yeah, no, we know that level. We've obviously lived it ourselves. We've had some good players that have come from that level, Lyle Taylor and Ryan Tafazzoli, that would have gone and had Football League careers themselves. So we know there's a lot of good players in and around that division. And yeah, as I said, Harrowborough will have our complete respect. We're so focused on this game. We really want to win the game we're going to work exceptionally hard in the lead up to it to give ourselves the very best chance what does your team selection look like for saturday will we see any rotation no we we'll pick a team that can win the game for us it's a massive game in our season we would love a cup run we really want to put a smile on our supporters faces we haven't won as many games as we would like and, and saturday represents an opportunity to win we're free unbeaten which is something to build on and of course, every cup run has to start somewhere. What do you think at this stage in the competition in terms of your aspirations and, and what it can bring you? Well, I think first and foremost, it's just a win on Saturday. And then that gives us an opportunity to get to the second round. And then we're one game away from being in the third round and the Premier League teams and the Championship teams. But first and foremost, never to get ahead of ourselves. And like I said, you know, humility is going to be really important quality on, on Saturday. And yeah, we're looking to try to get the right result. Danny Cowley there with his uh, pre-match thoughts ahead of tomorrow's visit of Harrow Borough in the FA Cup first round. A new team for Pompey to play uh, this weekend. Tom, Harrow Borough, they're in the same division as, as Gosport Borough. They're doing pretty well. They're fourth from the table. We heard from uh, Connor Mosley in, in the previous part of the show about how, how well they're doing, the players to look out for. Their top goal scorer is uh, striker James Ewington. Five league goals this season. He scored seven in the FA Cup already uh, in the qualifying rounds and only two players have bettered that. Um, Sol Solomon of Jersey Bulls and uh, Adam Boys of Mask United have managed more with nine and 11 goals respectively. He's going to be a player to look out for um, as are the likes of, um, you've got Frank Cater, uh, George Moore as well. They've got some decent players for that level. We've done our research, not going to lie. These players, not necessarily players we'd necessarily pick out on a weekly basis being in, in, in League One. Leo Donnell. When you do research into these teams, they, they, they've got quite a good. They've got quite a good core, mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily about the big names. It's about having that that squad unity. And and from what I've read about Harrow Borough, can't say I've seen too many of their games this season. They've got that in abundance. And tomorrow's going to be a tough match in terms of they're not going to go down without a fight. They're going to come to Fratton Park 
with every single intent of coming away with victory. They are, and they're, they're going to come along with um, 500 fans behind them in, in the Milton end. And I think that just sort of amplifies what you've just been saying about how closely knit the, the supporters will be with, with the football club, much like ourselves. And I, I think it will play into our hands that, that Danny and Nicky have previous with this football club. And, and they've, as, as we were just hearing him say, you know, they've, they've, um, they've played against them, they've, they've played as players against them and, and, and they've managed against them and, and he's managed in the division that they are in at this moment in time and, and you know that could, that can only be, be beneficial to us just think for, for if you're a Harrow Borough fan you're coming to Fratton Park <laughs> where you know we, we won the competition not, not too long ago um, still within living, living memory thankfully um, I know there was, there was one that might not be in, in many people listening's living memory before that as well um, yeah it would be as, as, we, as we heard from, from Connor early on it would be a massive giant killing we're just going to do absolutely everything we can to make sure that that isn't the case and I'm confident that we'll do so mm. Okay, lads, hold your thoughts because it's not just Pompey who are in FA Cup action this weekend. Haven't and Waterlooville, they've made it to the first round proper of the FA Cup this season. They've been drawn away to Charlton Athletic. A big, big away day for the Hawks this weekend. Kick-off also 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Henry Deacon joins me over the phone lines this evening to talk a little bit more about Haven to Waterlooville. Henry Great to have you on the show, mate. What a big, big game this is for the Hawks. This is absolutely huge. And probably if you take away Anfield, this is probably the biggest game the club's ever played. You know, going to Charlton, former FA Cup winners, of course, back in the day, Premier League side just over 15 years ago. This is an absolutely massive occasion for them. You know, they're a big game team as well, haven't they? So they'll be bang up for the tie. And this is a huge opportunity for them to make national, international headlines and get to the second round for the second consecutive year. Mm. And if we're being completely honest as well, Henry, Charlton away, it is a big away day for the Hawks fans who, you know, mm. used to National League South away days. But you look at Charlton, they're struggling in League One. They've not long sacked New Adkins. They are a club in a little bit of disarray. If there's going to be a cup upset anywhere this weekend, it's going to be at the Valley. I think so, which is why I'm shocked it's not been picked for the TV matches, I've got to be honest. And yeah, they're a team in a bit of a transition. They look like they have picked up form a little bit recently, uh, but haven't got more than their chance in this game, more than their chance. As I say, they're a they're sort of team that five under these big matches and these big occasions. There's also going to be more than a thousand haven't fans there. Uh, there's, I think there's two coaches full of supporters going up there. I know there's a lot taking the 10 3 up from haven't. My social media has been absolutely swamped by pictures of train tickets over the last couple of days. So this is an unbelievable occasion for them. And you know what? They have got half a chance. And I just hope that when I when I go off air with you tomorrow night, that I'll be heading up to the Wesley and having some <laughs> celebratory drinks with them. We certainly will be keeping a very, very close eye uh, on proceedings at the Valley tomorrow afternoon. And you just queued it up perfectly, Henry. You are joining us here on Pompey Live for the visit of Harrow Borough to Fratton Park, a, a seventh-tier side. They're in the same division as Gosport Borough, our other local non-league team around the area. Pompey against uh, Harrow Borough. Myself, you and Ryan live from Fratton Park for all of the build-up and all of the coverage um, of this one. Good chance for Pompey also to get to round two. Who knows? Might even set up a tie with the Hawks. You never know. That would be the dream tie for me. I've got to be honest. <laughs> Henry, really, really appreciate you coming on to the show tonight for a quick chat. Uh, really looking forward to uh, to bring you back onto Pompey Live tomorrow afternoon as well. And you're returning to Fratton Park. You're actually going to be there as well, which is really, really exciting. So yeah, Henry, have a great evening, and we'll see you tomorrow, mate. Cheers, Jake. Much appreciated as ever. So we just heard there from uh, Henry Deacon, Tom, having to Waterlooville, their way to Charlton Athletic this weekend. Not just Pompey with a quite a big game this weekend in the FA Cup, but, but the Hawks as well. Quite a big away day for them. Uh, arguably their biggest since the, the Anfield one, but I believe back in 2008. Um, so yeah, a fantastic day for them. And I know they'll be backed by quite a considerable number at the Valley. Yeah, they will. And what a year 2008 was in, in that case. For, for Yeah, no, there will be. And, you know, it will be a decision that Pompey fans all, all probably want to make, whether they go to go to the Haven't game or, or come to the Pompey game. Either way, it's FA Cup action. OK, unfortunately, we've reached the end of tonight's show, lads. One more email from Alan Swift, who says, Hi again, Jake. I was not referring to Morell and Thompson, who are an improvement. I meant the previous choices. No improvement there. Cheers, Alan and Salsi, for clearing that one up. Apologies if I didn't get time to read out your email or 
or text or message into the show tonight. I will read them out on Pompey Live tomorrow afternoon. Score prediction time, though. I from Prefero, Pompey against Harrow. What are you going for? I'm going to go uh, for a positive 2-0 win. Positive 2-0 win. Is that positive enough, Tom? Uh, I want to double that. <laughs> it's going to be 4 nil written all over it tomorrow, Jake. Oh. Let's have it. You had to get it out. I had to you? get it, mate. You've you got to get it. it in every time. What if I said I'm going to double that? Oh. And go 8 nil written all over it? Why not? Would that be realistic? He's a brave man. He is. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> You never know. No, realistically, I don't think it's going to be quite the 6-1 drubbing of Kings Lynn last season. I'm going to go for a respectable 3-0. I'm going to go straight in the middle of you two. There we go. 3-0, Pompey. Ivan Prefero, it has been an absolute pleasure to welcome you back onto the show this evening, mate. Hope to hear from you again soon. Take care and uh, in- enjoy life uh, across the border. <laughs> Absolutely will, mate. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's lovely to be on. And uh, likewise, of course, to Tom Chappell from 4-0 written all over it for joining me live in the studio this evening. Tom, have a great week. Thank you. Great weekend. You going to the game tomorrow? I'll see you in the South Stand, mate. You will see me in the South Stand. I will. Looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. 4-0 written all over it. Let's have it. Let's have it. Let's have it. Okay. (laughs) Right then, you can catch all of the unmissable action of Pompey's 4-0 win over Harrow Bar tomorrow in the FA Cup first round live here on Express FM from 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I'll be joined live in the South Stand press box by Ryan Stilwell and Henry Deacon for all of the unmissable action as Pompey take on the seventh tier side, Harrow Borough, one of the lowest ranked sides left in the FA Cup this season. Don't forget, Haven to Waterlooville, they're in action tomorrow away to Charlton Athletic, also a 3pm kickoff. We'll have all of the updates from the Valley there as well. But do catch us tomorrow. 2pm, Pompey v Harrow. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. Fourth with a found away yet again. This is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. It was a point apiece on Tuesday night. It ended 1-1 between Pompey and Cheltenham Town. Coming next for the Blues, an FA Cup home tie against Harrow Borough. Join us for all of the unmissable action this Saturday from 2. It's Pompey versus Harrow Borough in the FA Cup and we'll have all of the action right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Looking forward to bringing you all of the action live from Fratton Park this weekend. The FA Cup is back and so are Pompey. Looking for a much needed victory in this competition, hopefully to build confidence as the Blues head further and further into this League One campaign. All of the unmissable action live here on Express FM from 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Connor Mosley is up next after the news at 7 with Express Floor Fillers. You are invited as a VIP to Portsmouth's biggest party on this Friday night. Connor is playing just great floor fillers all night long. And then from 11 through to the early hours of Saturday morning, you've got DJ Turner James. He's live in the mix with even more great floor fillers to send you into the weekend. You've got another chance to listen back to tonight's Football Hour from 4am tomorrow morning if you're up that early. Why not listen back to the show? If not, you can download it live uh, from our website or from the Apple or Google podcast apps. In around about 30 minutes time, I'll be uploading the show online to listen back to. If you miss parts of the show, why not go and revisit it again? Ian McGuinness is back from 8 through to 11 with Saturday breakfast with news, weather, travel, sport, 4 from 4.40. He's got all of it. You know what happens. Lily Parker's here between 11 and 2 with your guilty pleasures and more great music. And then, of course, it is the return of Pompey Live FA Cup action do join us live from Fratton Park from 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon have a great weekend Pompey fans stay safe and play up Pompey and haven't a Waterlooville <laughs>